Hello, everyone. Welcome to our special webinar on creating income with the X4 Advanced Index Options training series. Before we get going, let's get the disclaimer out of the way. Let you know the presentation is given for educational purposes only. We're not broker dealers or financial advisors, and we're not making any specific trade recommendations. Also, please be aware that your risk in trading options is substantial, and please make sure you are aware of all your risks prior to placing any trades. Also note that if we do show any trades in the presentation, be aware that the trades and or results are hypothetical computer simulated trades. They're believed to be as accurately represented as possible. Keep in mind the live results can vary from simulated results for many different reasons. So first of all, we have Stephen here with us. Hello, Stephen. Hey, John. Good to be here. Yeah, good to be here. And I guess I didn't mention my name. So my name is John Locke from LockingYourSuccess.com, if you haven't seen us before. And I am on with our chief options trading instructor and mentor, Stephen Hammett. I can tell you that we both are extremely excited to share this information with you today about the X4. So let's get started. And I will start by acknowledging that this probably isn't your first webinar about income trading. In fact, I bet you've seen a lot of different types of trades, perhaps too many trades. Many of you have probably been through the cycle of trying one trade after another trade after another trade in vain, hoping to find that magic combination that provides you with a stress-free, consistent income, regardless of what's happening in the market for now and forever into the future. This is not one of those webinars. Now, we do have some wonderful trading strategies to show you, but realize that watching the next wonderful trade is not what's going to make you successful as a trader. And therefore, that is not the goal of this presentation. Our goal is to show you the path that every trader must eventually follow if he is to become a trader who can rely on himself to be profitable, regardless of what happens in the news, regardless of what happens in the market. Of course, this does not happen all at once. So our objective for today is twofold. For beginners, our objective is to show you the perspective, the tools, and the trades that will help you most quickly become profitable with your trading. And for our more advanced traders, we want to help you gain the tools and understandings every trader needs in order to become profitable much more consistently with their trading. Let me start by saying that I have been where you are. I was once a struggling aspiring trader, desperately seeking the magic indicator or the holy grail trading strategy. I tried directional trading with stocks. I've tried day trading. I've tried swing trading. And yes, I've tried trading strategy after trading strategy when it comes to income trading. I was stuck in that failure loop for much longer than I'd like to admit. Realize that I too would love to find a trade where I'm certain that if I simply follow the instructions, it's going to provide me with a consistent stream of income every trade for now and forever into the future, regardless of what's happening in the marketplace, regardless of what's happening in the news. In fact, many times when I'm developing strategies, I fall into that trap as well. And it is a trap. It's a trap of trying to find or trying to fine tune my positions, right? You find yourself shifting adjustment points and altering entry dates and changing profit targets all in an effort to filter out those unpalatable losses so that you can convince yourself you finally found the trade, the trade that'll protect you from losses, protect you from failure, protect you from uncertainty, so you can feel confident about risking money. So why do we do this when we know 
you know, why do we do this? Why do we go through this process of, of creating this perfect trade through backtesting when we all know at some level that we're, all we're doing is we're creating an illusion, a damaging and costly illusion. I'll tell you why we do it. It's because we're human beings. And at some level, all human beings have the desire to feel confident and certain. Not too certain. We all love a little bit of suspense, right? We want a little bit of uncertainty, but we only want as much as long as we're sure we can win. Realize that we're all human beings and all human beings have a natural tendency to seek pleasure, avoid pain and conserve energy. Therefore, we will gravitate towards finding that perfect trade. We're gonna do that unconsciously without our be even being aware of it. But we're looking for that one trade that can be followed without going through the mental effort of making decisions where the outcome is certain and provides constant validation that we're on the right path through the form of constantly good results. Now, fortunately, or perhaps unfortunately, we can create this magical holy grail trade. We can create it in backtesting. We can do it through form-fitting our entries, form-fitting our exits and adjustments in a way where we're able to filter out bad decisions and filter out bad outcomes and fool ourselves into thinking we finally found it. We finally found the magical trade. Sadly, however, uh, expecting the same performance you created in your back test where you, where you just happen to know the future, if you expect that same performance to continue into the unknown future in the live market, you are experiencing what we call a self-created illusion, an illusion that's no more real than Santa Claus, a fantasy that'll tempt you to hop from one trading strategy to another, to one style of trading to another, for as long as you allow that belief to dictate your actions. Even though we know at a logical level that this holy grail trade doesn't exist, and that its pursuit is literally preventing us from being great traders, we can't help but gravitate towards creating it. This is why we find ourselves falling into that trap. So if we want to evolve as traders, what we need to do is we need to start accepting trading for what it is and realize that any profitable strategy, even the most wonderful strategy that we can possibly create is going to run through ups and downs in its performance. And we also should realize that if we want to level out those ups and downs so that we can gain more consistency within our trading results, it is going to require more than buying or discovering some crazy trade. And that's where the X4 Advanced Options Trading Series comes in. Now, if you've heard about the X4, you're probably aware that the X4 program includes three powerful income strategies. But what you may not be aware of is that the trades are not the X4 program. Let's pay attention to what's important. The X4 is about utilizing the trade concepts we teach you through working with the X4 trading strategies so that you can intelligently trade based on what's actually happening in the marketplace. Realize that this is very different than blindly following a trade or a set of trades. And understand that a trader who learns to utilize these concepts effectively and can become adaptable can easily outperform any individual rules-based trading strategy by multiple times. And not only that, uh, as a trader, you'll have the added benefit of understanding how to effectively adapt your trading to the marketplace real time as the market changes.
Imagine the power in this. This is what we call true confidence. And true confidence is completely the opposite of what most traders do. It's completely the opposite of the dangerous blind confidence that you've produced in the past through backtesting and relying on luck-driven results in the shorter term to decide whether you're doing the right thing or not. As you ponder that, I'd like to bring Stephen into this conversation. And what Stephen's going to do is he's going to dive into the X4 and he's going to show us how we can utilize the concepts in the program to create income through all types of market conditions. So welcome on, Stephen. Thank you, John. Thank you for that intro and laying the foundation for how we want people to think about this program. Okay. So what's interesting about this program is, as I'm going to give you guys sort of a student's perspective. John, I think you, you rolled this out, I believe it was over several months, if not close was to a year. It was right? almost two years. Two so, years, right. Yeah, I, I believe we have 20, <clears throat> 20 months of that. Right. So I have like two years of development of this program. Right. Yeah. And I was participating in this and learning just as anybody would as we, as we went along. And, you know, you quickly realize how comprehensive this program is. And again, as John said, it's not just simply about three trades, just stick them on and hope that they work from here to the end of time. And a lot of these themes that John just touched on, I'll ch touch on those as well. And we're trying to drive some of these points home. But, you know, what is it, 20 hours of video that's in this program? Yeah, yeah, over 20 yeah. hours. Yeah, and 75% of it doesn't have to do with the trades individually because we're going into the more in-depth things that make you or help you to be that trader that can adapt, apply the concepts across the trades and find that long-lasting success. So just keep that in mind as we go through. Right. We can give you trade rules on a sheet of paper, right? There's no reason to do it. Yeah. I mean, we could dream yeah. one up today, but it's just, it's, it's, it gives that false confidence. So Again, just to reiterate, as we walk through this, these are the principles you want to come away with <clears throat> as you go through the X4 series. It's adaptability, right? We're not just focused on a trade. We're trying to adapt to what's happening in the marketplace and use our knowledge about these three trades specifically and how we can overlay that with what's happening in the market. Because as John said, there is no trade that's going to happen forever and ever and ever. You know, back in... The original days of options trading, it was all about uh, selling a credit spread at the 10 Delta or an iron condor. And John's told this story many, many times that works for a while. And a while could be two years. And to some people that feels like we're in nirvana. Well, in a 15, 20 year trading career, that's nothing. So we, you know, you have to have some perspective as to know just because something works 12 times in a row or for two years doesn't mean it's working forever. And in this program, again, we're not focusing just on the trades themselves, but when we focus on learning how to trade price action and understanding implied volatility and how it impacts our options in these campaign trades, that's where the real magic comes. That's where we can adapt these strategies on the fly and really respond and not necessarily emotionally react to transitions in the market like this week. For some people, that was probably looked like there was a major transition coming in the market, and you could make that case. And now it looks like maybe we're back to trending higher. You know, 
you have to have the understanding through price action and, and proper implied volatility analysis to either stay the course or adjust accordingly. And that's what we want to focus on as opposed to, oh, my bullish trade is in trouble, you know, and I need to do all these things to it that I don't really know what's happening, but it feels right at the time. So at the end of the day, you know, the key takeaway that I want people to think about as we walk through this is if, if you learn to do that, adapt and use the con concepts of the three trades, you will outperform any one of these trades singularly, you know, by multiple, multiple times. And John proves this over and over again. So, you know, who is this going to benefit? Is this just for pro traders, you know, advanced traders, uh, beginners? John touched on this a little bit, but for those who are familiar with our membership programs, this, this will be a little bit of a repeat, but for those of you who are not, we have two memberships. We have a Go membership where we try to encourage people to trade strictly by guidelines so they can demonstrate some trader integrity and basically trade by the rules. And that's, you definitely gonna get this out of this program by learning these three trades, you know, back testing the three trades, knowing them inside and out, not adding subjectivity to this point. But in the meat of the program, I'd say the, the latter 75% of the program is geared towards the subjectivity and the adaptability. And that's where our stage four and five traders, which are in our pro membership, really start to touch that magic that we're talking about where you can where you can blend the concepts. So really it's going to benefit everybody in it at different levels. So this is something you can take as a beginner and over time as you advance in your trading career, apply those other concepts. Now this just a quick look at, at how much content you get. I mean it's so content rich. It's broken up into four phases. Like we said, it's 20 hours of material and there's just everything and anything you want to know and to depths that you could not believe that you're not going to see in any theoretical book or anything that you've seen in the past. Because John, you know, he's special in the sense that he takes what the theory and then he goes into the field, quote unquote, he goes into the marketplace and tests it out. Is this, is this positive Vega trade actually reacting the way it should be? So on and so forth. Is this position acting the way it should be? And so he's going to go into depth and bust some of those myths and add some value as it relates to implied volatility, skew, technical analysis, so on and so forth. So I, I've got my presentation is broken up into, into four sections, and I'll move through some of them quicker than others. But let's touch on the three trades. The, the names of the trade is the V14, the V17, and the V22. And John, I can't remember the story of how you named them, but I guess that's version 14, version 17, version 22. Yes. Um, yeah. So this is what they look like. These are the risk profiles. So on the left is the V14. So those of you may recognize that as it's a, it's a BWB. Sometimes at entry, it's put protected or during the campaign, it's put protected. And as you can see how the, the T plus zero line kicks up to the left so that where you can see there, is, there has been something out of there. And that's the put. The V17. Another BWB, but as you notice, the upside wing is above the zero. So that would obviously mean that it's a fairly bullish position. The V22, for those who are familiar with the, the M3 program, that is very similar risk profile to that, which would be a symmetrical butterfly with a call. So that's what the three trades look like. And some people have probably hopefully already picked up on their characteristics. So we'll just go over those now. The V14, 
obviously a BWB that's put protected is going to be more neutral. It's going to be more conservative, but it's also going to be a trade that can handle most anything the market can throw at it. As a matter of fact, John, I think in 2020, we were going through all that craziness. The V14 was a very favored trade for a lot of folks in our community because we were having whips down and rips to the upside. It was really hard to, uh, know, keep the position around the market and the V14 was handling that really well. Yeah, I believe that that strategy, I think it, it, I'm not sure it was that one or one of the other ones, but had 12 months in a row, even through that environment where we were positive on it. Yeah. And and, and understanding the dynamics of what it's doing, you know, here I'm saying it's a conservative trade and, and, you know, that don't let that mean that that doesn't make money, right? What it means is, is it's not taking it's not declaring a posture necessarily. And so in a market that is just ripping up every day, every day, and then might drop two or three standard deviations in two days, that's a nice trade to have. Now, the V17 is a more bullish postured trade. And John talked about at one time, you know, it, it can act a lot like a bull trade, you know, a put credit spread. If this is a trade that can be used very effectively opportunistically, if you see the market come into a support area and you'd like to express some bullishness, then this is a great trade for that. And you also can enter any of these trades, but particularly that one at different DTEs. Now, we'll say this, that the program has these trades entering at 77 DTE, which is, is, is conservative and can fit certain objectives for certain traders. But you can enter these trades at any DTE as long as you have an understanding of how that's going to change the reactions to the positions. Now, the V22 is, it is a more of like an M3 posture, but it has a, a bearish tint to it. And where that derives it from is the wing widths of the butterfly expand and contract based on conditions in the market. So just in and of itself, that trade already has an, an adaptive component in it. That all sounds good. You know, the, the V22 looks like a, an M3, but it's really more of an implied volatility play than the other ones. The other ones are more right, um, more directional. Uh, no, not necessarily directional. Like you know, V14 is not directional, but it's, it's neutral as far as price movement. The V17 is bullish as far as price movement. The V22 tends to be bearish, but in realistically, it's more about playing with implied volatility than it is with price movement. Price movement. Right. And yeah. notice also, I wanted to make a point as I'm listing the characteristics of these trades, and everybody should do this. I'm, I'm noting what the where it performs well and what its weaknesses are. You need to know that so that when we're adapting the trades, know which trade, you know, we want to play to the strengths, right? And anything that any mm-hmm. endeavor we're doing. So take note of where, where these trades are weak and where they are strong. Of course, so, in order to do that, you have to adapt to the market conditions as well. Right. Right. And we're going to and I'm, we're walk through some of those tools, right, the, of how we can analyze and read the market in order to do that. So the second section I wanted to go through was what we call a switching strategy and a real easy way to use these trades is to say, OK, I'd like to trade these trades. But in the middle of the campaign, if the market has a character change, I'd like to adapt to that. And so there's some simple ways you can do that. You know, by taking the concepts from the different trades we just talked about, the strengths and weaknesses, it's pretty easy to develop some triggers to swap from literally one trade to the other. It's a, you know, some might argue that could be a little bit stark, but this is a simple way of start to use the the tra- these strategies uh, 
collectively and stay in alignment with the market and try to increase our odds and success. So, right. So initially when you start trading these, you're going to want to, you're going to want to follow the guidelines, get a good understanding of the strategies, understand what they are and get a good feel for where they do well, where they might you know, have a little bit of challenges. And then from there, you're going to want to start identifying mar- those market conditions. And then when you start to identify them, the first or most basic way to start adapting to that would be strategy switching. Now, we might get a little bit more um, involved with gradually changing strategies as we get more advanced in the right. program. But initially, this is a very simple way to at least get, to get that process started for you. Right. And so here's some simple ideas, right? You could have an entry test. And some people say, what, what do you mean by entry test? So if we're going to enter, say, a, a V17, and we know that in quote unquote normal markets, what we're calling baseline markets, which is not a market we're in now, what is the delta of a 40 by 60 or 60 by 40 BWB? And when we start to see that delta change, we know that we're in a different environment and that gives us information. And so that could be an entry test. As you say, if, if I put this trade on and it has you know, way too much positive delta, then that may send me down a certain uh, course of action. You may also have a switching test in the middle of the campaign where you do a delta test, what we call an entry test. You would model up the trade and see what the T plus zero line looks like or the delta that's being given. You could do that in any of the trades. I'm just using the V7Ts as an example. Another could be just simple technical analysis, right? If we're at the bottom of a range, uh, I may start out my trade bullish and put on the V17. And as we move into the middle of a range and start a consolidation, maybe I want to be more in a V22 position that has uh, may cover more range or may uh, I can have a tent over the market, so to speak. Whereas in the V17, the market, you know, if the market gets out in front of the tent, you're not going to make as much money. Depends on your objective. We're just throwing ideas out here, right? It could be a volatility analysis that causes you to switch from one trade to another. If you see a big shift in the T plus zero, T plus zero line, or you're reading skew, we'll go over these things uh, a little bit later. That's ahead. That may cause you to want to do something different where you're with your trade. And so, those are some ways that you can, you know, pick a trade you want to enter with, and then possibly in the middle of the campaign, you make a switch. And sometimes you may switch back. Which what you're trying to do is, is stay aligned with the market in a simple manner. Right, right. Those are great comments, Steve. We have a we have a question, right? So the question is, how is the X4 different from rock training? And the way I'd like to answer that is if you look at the M3 bearish butterfly rock and M21 programs, there are three trades, right? M3 bearish butterfly rock. And we take them and we bring them to M21, which is where we do the market analysis and you know, understanding price movement and so forth, and then creating trade plans. Uh, so the rock is only a very small piece of a very larger picture. When I put the X4 program together, this is more, if I was to compare it to that process, that learning process, I would say that this includes the three trades right? We have the X, the version 14, the version 17, the version 22. It also includes 
all the technical analysis information and how to read the market and all of the stuff that is involved in the in the M21 program. It also includes how to read implied volatility analysis and understanding implied volatility and how it affects your positions, which is not in the in the M21 program. It's a, in addition to that. And the X4 also c- contains all the trade planning processes and so forth on how to plan trades out based on what's going on with implied volatility and technical analysis. So this is the whole comprehensive program. Right. Uh, and it's, and it's it's even it's much bigger than the M21 program. So that's, yeah. that's kind of how that compares. Yeah. Exactly. So. And and to touch on what you just said, it's a good segue. You know, how can we stay aligned? How can we use these concepts? How can we not just focus on the three trades and use them as a system? Well, the first step is analyzing our market environment. And there's two ways that that John teaches that, us to do that. And notice I have implied volatility analysis listed first because that's an area that most traders and most uh, educators don't put a lot of emphasis on. And we've heard this to some, that scary word of skew, right? What does that mean? What types are there? What does it look like? How do we read it? If you, if you want to go completely in depth on that, which I recommend everybody do, this is in that program. And I'll show you some screenshots of, of what John goes through in terms of skew graphs. But, you know, that's all about you know, analyzing the market, it's all about knowing the context that you're in. You're just not blindly, blindly throwing on a bullish trade or a neutral trade, regardless of what's going on in the marketplace, right? You're just, you, you're just going to be flapping in the wind and you're not putting the odds in your favor. So we got to know context. Where are we? You know, what's the horizontal skew? What's the vertical skew? What's normal? What's abnormal? For, for any given asset. In this particular case, we're talking about the SPX. We can get market information from that on the T plus zero lines as well. And then technical analysis, right? Everybody's, if you've if done any kind of trading, you're familiar with at least what that is and what some of it means. But, and we'll go in some detail on that. But ultimately, you know, John makes a great point. He says, you're not trading IV. You're not trading chart patterns. What you're doing is you're understanding people and their behaviors and how they react and that those behaviors and those reactions are expressed in the charts, technical analysis, in the implied volatility. And our ability to read that is what's going to put uh, success in our favor. So I think that's very important to understand what we're exactly. actually. I think a lot of us are, I think a lot of us are, they come into trading. We're very, consider ourselves logical people, engineers, things like that. And we don't really think about emotions. Um, but the reality is, is the market is emotions. And when you try to, yeah. when you try to put pure logic into a chart, right, or pure logic into applied volatility, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense because emotions logically, as you may know, don't make right. sense, right? They don't make logical sense. So uh, in the implied volatility, it's, and then the charts, they're driven by people and their behavior. So if you understand the underlying behaviors, then it helps you understand the rest of it. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's, that's exactly it, right? So we'll go into the two pieces that I laid out, right? Imply volatility and technical analysis. So again, what you're just basically, John is saying, what are we trying, you know, imply volatility is perceived risk. And so what are we really trading? And it's the collective emotions of fear and greed from the market participants. That's what you're trading. Mm-hmm. Right. And so 
very few people are going to come out and say that. They're saying, no, you know, you're trading uh, the charts or you're trading what's happening in implied volatility. You're trading theta. You're trading, right. you know. Theta's <laughs> the big one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it, exactly. And so, you know, as, as neutral income traders, our edge is derived from in a situation in the situation where an implied volatility is less than historical volatility over time. That's where we create our edge. And we need to understand how that implied volatility behaves, what's driving it, how it impacts the options, how it impacts the particular position I'm in, and how a particular move will impact the position as it relates to implied volatility. And so getting an understanding of what it really is, I think is is critical to being able to use all these concepts, right? So like, as I was going through this program again, you know, it John goes through, he's like, let me give you the real definition of applied volatility. Applied volatility is not what drives the price of an option, right? We have this concept of base rate of uncertainty. And then on top of that, we have extrinsic value of, of the option, which is derived from this fear and greed. And so that's what we need to understand. And, and that's what we go into depth. John goes into great detail and in this program to understand that. And it's quite liberating when you finally realize what's going on and you just don't feel victimized as to what's going on in the market when you have these transitions in ply volatility and in the charts. So I wanted to give you a little screenshot of the depth that John goes to uh, when explaining uh, implied volatility and what's it, what it is comprised of, what he calls this base uh, uncertainty value, and then on top of that, the extrinsic value. So we're not going to go into the depth here, but we just wanted to give you an idea of how detailed this topic is and, and um, how important it is to understand what's actually happening. The other piece of implied volatility analysis is skew, and there's lots of ways where we can see where skew is, is happening or, or how to read it and then interpret it, and there's three or four ways. And so on the left, where I've got the first arrow is just the vertical skew graph that some people may have seen, right? And some people call it a, a fish hook and then maybe it's a frown depending on the situation. Then in the middle, I've got, we can just simply look at the IB values individually. How are those changing up and down the uh, option chain? And then a very favored way, which is, I think this is quite frankly, uh, I think you were the first person to introduce this concept is we can see how implied volatility is affecting a position by simply reading our T plus zero line in a position from day to day, which is quite easy to see in our analytical software. Yeah, I'd um, argue it's even easier to see on the analytical software in your position than it is on the SKU itself. Yes, that, that yeah. exactly. I mean, it's easy to just to go back one day see what your position, your T plus zero line is and go into the live position and see how it's shifting, if at all. That's, mm -hmm. that's market generated information to most people, that's the secret sauce. You know, we need to have that kind of understanding mm -hmm. to know what we wanna do with our positions. Stay, go or change, <laughs> pretty simple. Now I'm not gonna go through all the information on here, but again, I want to just drive home the point of the of the depth that John goes to in understanding skew because there's probably people out there that have really wondered what what is skew and do I need to understand it? Um, is it going to help me as a trader? To what depth do I need to understand it? And all that's going to be provided in in. Um, in yeah, I mean, the reality if if you're flat delta trading, yep. implied volatility is like everything. 
Yeah, right. Yeah. It's yeah. more important than a lot of times. I mean, price movement is, a, is always a concern, but it's more important a lot of times than price movement. And a lot of times it's more important than data. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. So let me go. So that just, I hope that gives people an idea of the depth and the understanding that you need to have as it relates to implied volatility analysis and how big part uh, skew, understanding skew comes into that. So let's go to the other piece of uh, understanding our context and reading the market, which is technical analysis. And I think, you know, a lot of people have a strange relationship uh, with technical analysis, right? Like they... You know, first of all, let me just define, you know, it's a study of historical behavior, right? So the people's, the market participants' fear and greed is simply an expression on the chart. Think of it as a blank canvas and everybody's fear and greed is thrown on this canvas. That's a price chart. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. It's reflecting what everybody's thinking, right? But, you know, having an understanding of that is how we can stock the, stack the odds in our favor, if, our, if we understand what's happening in the market, there may be an impending problem. We can modify our trade. We can get out in front of it. Again, we're not just kind of being victimized as to what's happening. We can take advantage of opportunity. You know, when the market gets uh, stretched to one end or the other, we want to be able to be in a position to say that this is a high odds area that I can take, put on some risk and increase my risk reward probabilities. That's what it's all about, by the way, right? Trader is being a good trader is being about knowing what your probabilities are and, and, yeah. and maximizing those. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I just want to drive this home and I will on this next slide as well. But I think it's important to understand, you know, technical analysis is we're not trying to be predictors or forecasting things. That's that's not trader thinking. That's the wrong mentality. It's another tool in our toolkit, a very important one. It's not the be all end all. As we've shown, you've got to pair that with your implied volatility analysis, but we're not looking for precision with this, right? Like, oh, you know, uh, so, such and such said that the SPX was going to go to this level and it didn't happen. Well, guess what? That's market generated information. That's something we can act upon. You know, we're just looking for these probabilities um, and, and you don't, you, you want to have the proper expectations. It's not, you know, the charts are telling me that the market should move up to this level. So that's what's going to happen. That's not the mentality that we want to have when we're doing technical analysis. Right. Specifically not as an income trader, right? All it's doing is if it's the technical analysis, like you said, it's, it's information as in like an if then ladder where we can bring in that information. If this happens, then right. this affects the probabilities in this way of something happening, right? If, if that happens, it doesn't. And even this, this down move was a perfect example of that. And you know, we will go over that in the market outlook but you could see you could see the breakdown coming and it's less about well it is about knowing the environment you're in but it's also about noticing when that environment changes and what it means and then if it changes again what does it mean and we kind of got that in this so it'll be an interesting discussion right and all of that is on sunday night easily yes on sunday night when he does his market outlook reviews and this information is easily put into your trade plan before we put the trade on, right? It's not something you necessarily want to, unless you get new information introduced into the market, you want to have this mapped out in in, uh, in your trade plan. If we get to, you know, like John said, nested if then safe. If we get to such and such level, I will 
you know, and break it, then I'll do this with a trade. Maybe it's a switch. Maybe it's put protect. Maybe it's uh, go from a, a V22 to a V17, whatever the case may be. Right. Either way, it's answering the question, you know, should I be aggressive now and be building my size and getting into a bigger position or should, should I be being more protective right now and, right. and bringing my risk down? Right. Or should, should I not be in the market at all? Right. Right. Uh, all these questions are, are questions you should be asking yourself. It's not like, and, oh, this, this is the rules. I'm just going to follow. Right. right. And what this helps us do in the end is it keeps us from being making emotional decisions. It keeps us from over adjusting and panicking. Right. Because, you know, this explosion in VIX that we just had and, and this breakdown, that probably got people on the wrong side, as we're seeing today. And have that properly into context will keep you from make over, tra- over adjusting your trades. Exactly. Exactly. So let me just make this one last point, because I think I got this from another trader that I, I highly respect. And it's, I think it drives home the point about technical analysis, the people that's, that struggle with it. You know, they, they like it. They don't like it. It works. It's mythical. It's not. So it's, 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 you know, the question is not where is price going? That's fortune telling. Nobody knows. That's not what we're using this tool for. If we use a trader's mindset, the questions we need to be asking as it relates to technical analysis is what's the upside setup? What's the downside setup? Where, where are my targets and stops, or more importantly, with, with what we're doing with campaign trading, neutral traders, where am I wrong? Where are the opportunities? That's what we're using. Those are the questions we want to be asking. And, you know, I would even make the case that some people that are, you know, they focus on fundamental analysis. Well, is it technical analysis, just a graphical representation of what the market participants think? in terms of their fundamental analysis. It goes back to that blank canvas, right? It's, it's, it's their emotions, it's their fear, their greed, their perspective on what they think the fundamentals are. It's expressed in the charts. Mm-hmm. So technical analysis is fundamental analysis. It's right there. In a way it is, yeah, for sure. So I've got some charts I wanted to go through, John, where I can show probably an aspect of technical analysis that, that you've popularized that most people don't use with price pattern targets. Do you want me to go through that now or did you want to make actually let me jump about in. the offering? Yeah, yeah, let me jump in. And I'm just going to tell you guys, Stephen's got a lot more to go over, but, I, but I'm just going to show you the offer that we're doing on the X4 so that you're aware of it. And then we can spend as much time as we want with questions and so forth with everything else. So I'm just going to take the screen over for now. Uh, let me just quickly go over what we have going on in the program here and tell you about the fantastic promotion we're having on the X4. And then we'll get right back to the presentation. So by now you should be able to realize two things. The first being this program has a Uh, It does have great trading strategies, but more importantly, the second thing to realize is that creating reliable income requires much more than a trading strategy. And this is where the X4 really delivers because X4 gives you the information you need to trade effectively in both the present and into the future. And to accomplish this, I'm going to tell you about the four phases of the X4. So we have what we call phase one, which is what I call beginner X4. And that's where we go over the trading strategies primarily, right? We have the X4 version 14 trading strategy, the 17 and the 22. Now the 14 and the 17 are great uh, trading strategies on their own to be traded as um, you know your standard 
income trade, especially for the beginner traders, where you just put the trade on every single month. I mean, they're, they're fantastic for that. They have very high probability, very powerful strategies uh, in their own right. In fact, they they outperform the M3 over time, right? So, and, and that's a very good strategy. The V22 is a little bit more sporadic. The V22 works really, really super great in some environments, and then in other environments, it's kind of crappy. So, but but they all have their use, right? So, the V22 tends to work very, very well when the other trading strategies aren't maybe you know, suffering a little bit and vice versa, right? So uh, pretty much these strategies can cover any type of a market environment on their own. Uh, we go over the guidelines, we go over the historical performance metrics of the strategies, now the optimal market conditions for the strategies, and then we have our 10-step process for becoming a great trader, all within phase one. And then phase two, we talk about how income trading works and how to read the market. Right, understanding why why income trading works in the first place. I mean, most people think it's oh, it's just theta, and theta is we hardly even mention theta, right? Theta is generally fairly irrelevant to a lot of, a lot of the time, um, depending on what's the context of the market is. Okay, um, understanding why implied volatility is critical to your success as an income trader. As a matter of fact, implied volatility is I would say the most important factor. When it comes to this type of trading and understanding how uh, what type of implied volatility you have on and, and what types of structures take advantage of what types of implied volatility um, you want to know the uh, we go over the components that make up implied volatility techniques for, for predicting implied volatility changes um, technical analysis for income traders which is very different from technical analysis for a directional trader and uh, not so much in the I mean, we use a lot of the same types of concepts in looking at the market, but with the way we the way we analyze them and what they mean to us is going to be different than someone who's a directional trader. Um, and then also, what's very important is how to properly interpret your analytical platform. Most people, especially when they're new trader, when new traders usually when they come in, they look at this analytical pro program uh, and they think that they see the T plus zero line and they think it's correct. Right. They believe that, you know, I have $100 theta. That means I'm going to, my position is going to be worth $100 more tomorrow. Um, I have, um, you know, five delta. That means my position is going to be up $5 if I, if the market goes up a, a dollar. And that couldn't be further from the truth. Sometimes your position will follow what your analytical graph says, but a lot of times it won't. And it's important to understand when it will and when it won't and why it will and when it won't. So those are the types of things we go over in phase two. In phase three, we start talking about adding subjectivity to, to your positions. You know, now that you have the positions, you understand the positions, you've traded the positions, you understand the marketplace, you understand implied volatility. Now it's time to start adding subjectivity based on what's going on in the marketplace. We talk about market timing and trade execution, uh, alternative hedging structures and dynamic hedging, a bunch of different concepts as it relates to uh, these types of trades. And by the way, all the stuff we talk about as far as phase two and phase three is applicable to all income trading. Even if you never trade the X4 version 14, 17, or 22, all this stuff is going to be extremely relevant to you if you do uh, anything with this type of trading. And then phase four, we start talking about real life challenges with trading. There's a lot of, there's a lot of great things in theory. You see webinars on theory all the time, but when it comes down where the rubber meets the road, um, live trading has its challenges. And uh, not only 
positional challenges and, and you know, win-loss challenges, but also a lot of psychological and mental challenges. So we go over that in phase four, the expectations, um, swapping and modifying strategies based on market opinion and other factors, uh, how to make better trading decisions, um, using the X4 trades without overlapping, right? Our standard trade, 77 days to expiration. A lot of us don't overlap the trades, but um, you don't need to do that, okay? You can break away from the trade rules once you understand what's going on. Uh, and then, of course, we have a program wrap-up, final thoughts, and, and, and final lessons. So that is, in general, uh, what's in the program. Of course, it's hard to explain 20 hours of video and, and a couple of slides, but that's, uh, in general, what we have there. So with the X4, we have an extremely comprehensive program with over 20 hours of instructions and examples. This program, as we were talking earlier, took over two, over two years to put together. And now, because I'm aware of the rapidly changing market environment and the significant market changes, right? Historically, we've never seen conditions like this in the marketplace before. Uh, that being the case, realize that this type of information is needed more today than any other time in history. Therefore, to get the X4 out into the hands of the traders, I am offering the largest discounts I've ever offered on any trading program that I've had. Now, the regular price on the V uh, on the X4 is $29.95. We have different levels of members. So for our basic members and non-members, we're giving $300 off for $26.95, uh, which is a substantial discount in its own. With our GO members, our trading performance members and our market out members, outlook members, we're doing $600 off for $23.95. And then for our pro members, we're going to uh, sell this program for only $2,095. So that's $900 off the program. It's a fantastic opportunity to get this program at steep discounts. I also like to mention too, if you are a founding pro member, you probably already have access to this. So make sure you don't buy the program unless you really, I mean, if you want permanent access, you'd want to buy it. But our founding pro members do already have access to this. Of course, our pro members who's joined, by founding members, I mean members who were in the membership while we were creating the program. It's one of the benefits of being a pro member. If I develop something within the pro membership while we're here, then, then you get access for as long as you're a member. But uh, otherwise, uh, only $2,095. So fantastic, uh, fantastic deal there. And to get that, all you do, if you are a member, then you just log into the community here, and then you have your Go and your Pro discounts. Uh, our, tra our trading performance members get our Go discounts, okay? And you can click on that. And it's going to be right at the top. If you're a pro member, click on pro discounts. And again, that'll be right at the top. And you can do that. If you are a non-member or a basic member, I believe you have to go to the normal site, go into trading courses and scroll down here to the X4. And that is going to be right up top here. You, pro members and go members can go there also, but our basic members. Uh, and non-members can also go in here. So that's what we have. And Stephen, I will turn this back over to you. Deal, good deal. I wanted to touch on, from technical analysis, picking up where we are before, you know, most people are familiar with support and resistance, diagonal lines, horizontal lines, moving averages, right? Those are real common. But one, one technical analysis tool that John introduced uh, way back when, which I found to be incredibly powerful, is this idea of price pattern targets, where he looks uh, and identifies, say, a cup and handle pattern or a consolidation box pattern. And he uses a Fibonacci tool to measure out 
sort of a symmetrical move. And I want to point out how incredibly accurate it can be at times, which can really help you in your trade planning and not over trading. So let's go through these real quick. So this first one, which is pretty fascinating, is this is a weekly view of the rut. And down here, we've got the COVID crash, right? So one could say that this pattern right here is a cup and there's your handle. And I'm looking at this uh, fib that's in the yellow. If we fib that out to the 200%, which is basically a measured, this measured move here, overlaid here, you could see that while the market didn't necessarily stop at this level, it was an, it was an important level. There's some indecision, there's some inflection, right? If we also draw a second cup and handle on this large time frame, right? Look at the accuracy that this provides. So if you see this big weekly candle and you're in bullish postured trade and you close above it, but you're at this level, you know, some people might say, well, we're off to the races again. I'm gonna roll right up on top of this thing. Others that are using this kind of technical analysis might be more cautious and say, you know, I'd like to see confirmation. I'd like to hold off on over adjusting the trade and look what happened after that. I mean, that would have, this is a weekly chart. So these are huge moves. So that could have put a trade in some serious trouble had you not had um, that simple tool in your, in your toolkit. So let's look at some different timeframes, right? Or uh, different periods. This is Russell uh, in June, 2020, last summer in the, the, the relentless up move that we had from the COVID crash. And here again is, yeah, we have some handle. really nice calls off of that, uh -huh. with that COVID crash for sure. It, it was great. So let me, exactly, let me show you how you could, you know, uh, use this trade. As soon as you get, uh, say into this area, or maybe you wait for confirmation, maybe you put on a V17 in this context. And in your trade plan, you say, when I hit this, you're drawing out this, this is not done in hindsight. These are drawn before they happen. Right, on right? the market update. Yeah, we did stuff and like again, that. And, yeah, and John's doing it in the market. Again, not predictive. It's just, it's again, what we talked about. What's the upside setup? What's the downside setup? What are the scenarios that could play out? So if we do get confirmation, we're in this V17. I'll just give you a quick back of the envelope trading plan, right? I'm going to put one on right here because we're bumping up against this level, bumping up this level. We're in an uptrending market. I think we're going higher. I get bullish, but I'm going to take this trade off when I hit this price pattern target. I'm not going to just carry it all the way to expiration or what the rule set, when it says to exit or whatever my profit loss is. I'm going to trade this technically and I just exit and look what happens. Literally to the day, the market turns around and comes back to revisit the breakout area, which you could rinse and repeat the same trade. Now, you say, yeah, but you know whether that tended to work out. He's just showing ones that worked out. Sure, let's say that this never broke out and it never confirmed the pattern and it and it broke down. Then you would simply have a technical exit on your V17 bullish posture to say if it doesn't confirm, then I'm out. I take the small loss and move on. Does it work on different time frames? Absolutely. Here's the Russell on an hourly. So here's the pattern. You know, some people call this cup and handle. I kind of think of them as boxes or revisit, you know, you, it, the, the market makes a low and then it breaks out of a, of a prior swing point level. Look at the precision. I mean, 
you're almost talking to the penny here. Does that always happen? No, but I can guarantee you it's more than 60, 70% of the time. I, I'm endlessly amazed at how accurate this price pattern target stuff is, John. And as you could see, that can keep you in a trade. Let's say that you're in a trade where it can handle this range and you get this breakout and it comes up to this level. You're feeling confident. You're not going to over adjust. You're not going to switch your campaign. You're going to stay with it. And it just goes into this consolidation. If you're in any kind of a neutral uh, position with a tent over the market, you're, you're making gobs of value right here. Does it work on other products? Sure. Here's the, here's the ES futures on an hourly. Here's your pattern here. Here's the breakout. Boom. Doesn't quite get to it. And of course, you know, it depends on where you draw it, but that's not the point. We're not looking at precision. We're looking at areas. Hits this and then just goes right. into this minor downtrend. We're not day trading here, right? We, we, we don't need yeah. to know an exact, or you shouldn't need to know an exact number if you're in this. You should be right. general ranges. You know, when should I be a little bit more bullish? When should I be a little bit more bearish? If we just take our trades, which are already wicked high probability anyway, and we can lean them a little bit into um, what's mo most probably going to happen in the marketplace, then we can really, really start. Uh, right. And, and, and this is, you know, people talk about technology. What's the next destination? The, these levels, these price pattern targets, just 200%, you know, should act as a, an inflection point, a resistant point, a resistant area. Is the market always going to push away this much? No. Sometimes it just goes sideways right underneath it. But that's that's generating information for you. It gives you context for you to act upon, you know, maybe, Maybe you wait and see, does the market just consolidate, fall away, or does it just base and then make another run higher? But it gives you context as to where I might need to make another decision in my trade. Okay, let's move to the last section that I have, which is adaptability and using the concepts that are in the three trades across the board. So adaptability, that's really what we're talking about here, right? And this is what leads to getting our optimal results. And like we said before, the export program is not about three individual trades. It's about using the concepts, blending them, blending them together and being able to adapt to what's actually happening in the marketplace. And like John had said before, you know, the real magic comes when we understand implied volatility and price action, and we're able to adapt our strategies and not just, I, I use that term victimized because sometimes it feels that way, right? When you're in a trade and the market's going against you, it's like they're just sticking a knife in you and they won't stop, right? You, right. You're, you're playing from a position of weakness. We want to get back into a position of strength and give ourselves uh, that emotional discipline. And that's what this, this does, right? We don't just have to sit here and take it. Or like John said, just developing adjustment tactics or profit target changes on the fly just to basically appease our emotion, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another big thing with these trades too, right? A lot of, a lot of us were doing these trades where we're following this rule set. And a lot of times I'm asked, well, is this, is this a better adjustment? You know, is moving this mm -hmm. a better adjustment than moving that? You know, as if there's a universally... A universal adjustment that's better than the other. And the reality is, is no one adjustment's better than the other. It all depends on the circumstances that you're in. And, you know, if somebody, so I can't, 
there's really no there's no answer to that. I can pull something out of my hat and throw something out there, but it doesn't really mean anything. In order in order for 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 to be able to answer a question like that, you have to have an idea as to the context of the market. Now, if you tell me in this specific in this specific situation, this is my technical setup. You know, is this adjustment better or that adjustment better? Then we can come out with a really clear answer on what's better, or maybe right. not adjust at all. Right. Exactly. And and to reiterate this point we made earlier, if you're able to uh, incorporate this adaptability, you're going to outperform any of these trades as they perform individually by multiple, multiple times. And this, you know, this does take time. This does take a level of digestion to get the concepts. But again, all the depth is in this program to get you to, to that point. And I wanted to talk a little further about adding subjectivity as we become a discretionary trader, right? There's the mechanical trader trading by the rules. There's discretionary trader where we add this subjectivity. And, you know, we talked about a switching strategy. That's one way, one approach, but sometimes a more robust approach is where we gradually transition from one posture to another, from maybe a neutral V14 to a more bearish, uh, position. Maybe you're moving towards a V22. This is what's really going to help us to evolve as traders is being able to slip between the trades, right? Where you don't overcommit or have a a drastic uh, change in your delta or a drastic change in your your posture. And this is going to add some more dynamic skills that you can employ on these trades. And it really is going to train you to follow a process and focus on process, right? John always emphasized that. Let's focus on process and, and let the results happen as they do because there is an element of luck in there. What you want to do is be in a position to get that luck, be in alignment, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and you know, have probabilities in your favor, so you get that luck right. more often. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, here's, as we talk about alternating and adapting the positions to what we see in the market, you know, a real simple problem statement that John will always often lay out with some of his students and when he's doing coaching is to say, you know, what's the problem with the trade? Now, knowing what you know in these this program, how can you fix it? You know, that's a real simple way to approach it. And as easy as that sounds, that's not how a lot of people approach it. They make an emotional decision. They make an overreaction. They're listening to the news and inflation and you're again, you're going to be reacting instead of responding. And so mm-hmm. when you can just simply say, what's the problem? How can I fix it? It's usually a pretty easy move. It could be a vertical. It could be adding a put. It could be gradually moving from one to the other. I've, I've got some examples here, but you know, we're blending the trade ideas and the tactics and we're gradually flowing from one to the other. Exactly. And that, uh, and that can be extremely, extremely helpful when you're, um, when you're trading for sure. Yeah. And just real quickly, I want to, I just got a couple more slides and we can wrap, but I wanted to just list some people say, okay, well, what, what exactly are you talking about? I'm kind of familiar with these trades. So, you know, let's say that you're in a B17 and you've hit a price pattern target and you're no longer necessarily bullish, but you know, the trend is still up. Well, you could add a call to that V17 and uh, make the wings symmetrical. And now you're in a V22, you're in a neutral posture. And you could, that could be a, a wait and see position, right? Until more information comes into the market. You could do that. You, can, you could take these trades instead of entering them with the high DTE, you can enter them with say 30 days. Right now, 
with the SKU structure as it is, you can have the same risk at 77 days, you know, three years ago that you could have at 30 days now. Mm -hmm. That's something that a lot of people may not recognize they could take advantage of. You could do partial transitions. You know, you could take a V22 and roll in the upper long. You're still in a V22 position at Butterfly BWB with a call, but I'm giving it more positive delta based on my IV and technical analysis. I'm, I'm gradual. Maybe I pull out of that. Right. And then right. John also, no, go ahead. And we see this when we do the pro membership, right? When we do the pro trades, we go over that. We do all, all kinds of different transitionings between, you know, 17, a 14, and a 22. And even we, we even add in some Super Bowl and stuff like that. Yeah. You may overlay that into the position, but you're right. not necessarily over committing one way or the other as the case may be. And there's a, another big piece and a lot of people, uh, I know at least back in 2018, when we had those massive transitions in the market, you know, hedging was a big topic and the different ways to hedge, whether it's getting long fixed calls or using these ratio spreads, so on and so forth. And John ha has a section where he goes into depth and again, kind of does some myth busting on some of these hedges and how they react may or may not help you in some of the more simpler ways we can hedge our positions and the ways to uh, measure when it's appropriate to hedge it and when it's when it's not when you don't need to do anything because we don't want to make up perceived you know we don't want to make up risk that we think we see in the market and then right. all of a sudden we're over adjusting so Real quickly, you know, you say, okay, what's, a, what's some steps we can go through? Okay, I got these concepts. I got these three trades. What's a simple uh, methodology I could use to develop a trade plan? You know, first we want to do is read the market, build a story. What's the upside setup as we talked about? You know, where could the market be if it does make an upside move? Where could it be if it makes a downside move? What's my reaction to it? What's implied volatility going to do? Which trade structure is takes advantage of the context that we're in now and which structure may, or which posture or structure is gonna take advantage if we do move one way or the other. And so, you know, John talks about visualize what, you, what could happen. And sometimes you have to be extreme with that, right? Because how many times has the market done what nobody thought it could do? Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You, you, wanna, you wanna visualize things or you wanna think about things that might happen in the marketplace that you, you couldn't even imagine. And like the, Russell go up seven days in a row, uh, uh, ATR moves twice, two different times, which happened this year. <laughs> right, right. That's crazy. And the other thing is, too, is not only price movement. I think a lot of people, they don't think about implied volatility and how implied volatility can shift. And that's where people get into trouble with, like, ratio spreads, right? So, right. If you get if you're if you're in a you know ratio spread hedge put protected and the market just collapses completely and goes down you you know chances are you're probably going to be fine, but if the market comes down only a certain amount and implied volatility doesn't shift the way you think it's going to do, you can get a crazy crash in your T plus zero line, where you're all of a sudden for no reason down much much more than you probably ever thought possible. Now if you if you visualize that happening ahead of time and you understood the risks in that, then maybe you wouldn't have got right. yourself in that situation, right? But right. you can do that. We've seen that. And then happen. you'll be, re be ready to change posture, right? Exactly. And get, and get out of that weak position that you're in. So, right. so here's some of the things you want to look at as we're building that market story, right? So here, obviously, you want to be looking at the charts, make your technical analysis. Like, for instance, you know, you see this chart. We've identified a range. We've fallen out of that range. We're still in an uptrend. We're 
might be hitting a moving average here. Here's the trend line. You know, that's part of all the different things you have to understand because what I'm saying here is, is one person may say we've fallen out of a consolidation range that's bearish. But then you could say, well, you know, you're still above the 50 day moving average, which is the blue line. And we're still above this channel. That's bullish. Depending on your context and what your objective is, Plus you're going to interpret that different way. Plus the pattern you fell out of has a price target. Yeah, right. Exactly. That, that <laughs> price pattern target. Yeah, you know, what's funny is you'll get confluence. I bet it's either at the 50 or around this trend line. I bet it be is. the price, right? Right. Everything's that's, lining up. Yeah. That's, that's where you get confluence. And, you know, that's where I would personally, I might put on a B17. Right. Get bullish. bullish. Take, take yeah. advantage of, of uh, the oppor opportunity that's before us. Here in the upper left is our horizontal skew. What's that look like? Is that telling us anything? Has that changed over time? Here in upper right, this is our, our vertical skew. This is comparing two different uh, time periods where you can see where it's changed, if it has. Well, look at that. The market's not even in backwardation out of that move, is it? Or is that, is that, was that taking the same day? Maybe, maybe yeah, not. it was. This was yeah. uh, outer, uh, the, uh, I think it was the June and July. Yeah, so the IV is bullish. Yep. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Even though well, the market's going down like crazy and right. people are probably freaking out. And yeah. the VIX well, looks like it's breaking out of this range, right? This was just the other right. day I took these these screenshots. So, but that's yeah. all those are the things you want to look at as you're building your, your market story. So this is how it might look as you're building a trade plan, right? So I've broken this down as like let's look at the, the decision tree from a market context. I'm going to select a trade. What are trigger 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 levels or skew changes where I'm going to take action and what is that action going to be? So I'll just give an example. And I just got one more slide after this. So let's say your market contact from a TA standpoint is ambiguous. You're in a range. I don't know. It's messy. Which is yeah, because we have those conditions, right? Where you look at the implied volatility and it just, or you look at the chart, it just doesn't tell you anything. Doesn't tell you anything. That's certainly yeah. what's going on in the Russell. But you got elevated IV. You know, elevated over what is quote unquote the norm. So in this situation, if I'm looking at SPX, I'm going to go on a V22, and I might go in at 77 days with some time, right? I don't want to put this on at 14 days and I'm ambiguous. <laughs> you know, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be in alignment with what I'm reading in the market. And then right. you might say, you know, if the market breaks out above a certain level, 4,200 in this case, or if skew starts to change, there's less fear in the market. It starts to steepen and moves from flat to steep. It's more bullish Then I might, my action would be to drop the call, roll in the upper long, Maybe I have to do something to the lower longs of the butterfly and I'm in a bullish posture. I'm mm -hmm. off and running. Simple as that, right? We don't have to complicate it. Another situation you could be is, I'll just talk to number three here. Say you're in a high ATR, whippy market. There's lots of uncertainty. That's that all-weather vehicle V14. And maybe you enter it with a little less time in it because you don't. You could get the same structural risk. You don't need to enter it at 77 days. Right. And in this particular case, you'll observe the market. You, you want to wait till there's a material change in the market, right? Because you've got high uncertainty. You might hold the position until you see a change. Right. And that's but a good part about planning your trades out ahead of time is before you get in the market, before you get emotional about it, you plan out the places that indicate a change. Yeah. So that you know in advance when that's, when that's going to be. And that's a great point because I know that sometimes this process people can make it overly complicated and onerous, like they, which is good in the beginning, right? But to do this over and over again, 
can sometimes be somewhat taxing. You know, you're making screenshots of the charts and it really is loose, right? We have these traders yeah. that come in and looking at the support point, at, you know, $3,000 and 42 and a half cents. And it's like, no, no, that's not what it's all about, right? It, yeah. This is all really very loose, to be quite honest with you. It's loose and, and also, but in terms of the trade planning, the depth of it, it can be as simple as that, but at least do this, right? you know, write down what, what is your read so that when you debrief the trade, you could say, was I reading that right? Because that's part of the improvement process. You say, you know what? I didn't even read that right. So what, let me look up a look back at the charts and my IV analysis, my TA and say, okay, how could I have I read that better? Maybe you did nail it, but at least write something down in this manner so that you that have some kind of a structure or framework for a trade plan. You know, where am I going to get active? Where am I going to change my mind? Where am I wrong? What's the actions that are going to take? You cannot believe how much confidence that gives you while you're in the trade. Because, you know, John talks about in the mental part of the game, when you're trade planning, you have one mindset as it relates to your emotions. Once you're in the trade, that can change. You right. get tunnel vision, you get the emotions coming up. And what do you lean on to keep you on path, so to speak? Your trade plan. It's already written down. Stay with the plan because you made that in a state of mind that was clear, it was calm, it was emotionless, it was objective. And sometimes when we get in our trades, that's not how we're looking at things. So we want to rely on some kind of a trade plan and action levels. Absolutely. Absolutely. So really, here, here's my takeaway slide, John. You know, ultimately, you made this comment and really hit home. It's not about understanding an individual trade. Like that's the least important thing as it, as it relates to our success. It's learning how to trade price and volatility. A trade is just how you express that, right? Mm -hmm. So Definitely. if we can understand price movement, understand the benefits and consequences of implied volatility, now we're trading. Now we're traders. This is what we're actually doing. So I say that I don't want people to get too focused on the trades themselves. And, and what you really want to do is turn your attention to understanding price, price movement, and implied volatility. Right. And that's true regardless of what you're trading, you know, whether you're right. trading an M3 or whatever, you know, whatever trade your latest and greatest is, right? Thank you, Stephen. That was a great presentation. I appreciate oh, that. Thank you. Appreciate it, John. And that was great. So let me quickly go over this, just how to get to the programs. Again, our pro members are saving $900, go members $600, basic members $300 off regular price. We come into lockinyoursuccess.com, which is our homepage. Go to trading courses, go to options, trading strategies, go down X4 system, and that brings you right to the page. And then, of course, if you're a member, you could also access that within your and uh, within the community just go in here and you just go to your pro discounts or your go discounts uh, actually we have a couple of questions now can you share the back test performance results for each x4 trade type specifically for 2020 and the covid crash contact me outside and i can share what each trade did in 2020 for you it's, it's actually available if, you, if you're a go member it's actually available within the within the membership uh, and I'll, I'll direct you how to get there from steve john you should add this to the overall program as it's a great overview that ties them all together as Stephen knows i kind of built 
out my own summary, but this should be part of the program. Great, Steve. Thank you for the feedback there. And 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 yeah, we'll have to put that in maybe on the on the promotions page. That was a great idea. So thank you for that. And I think that's all we have for questions. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Stephen, for your end uh, part of the presentation and for everybody who asked questions and comments. Thanks, John. It's good to be here. All right. Trade well, everybody.